that was the sound that I was afraid my neck was going to sound like when it was about to get snapped during jujitsu. Jumbo, my friends, welcome back to What the Foss. Today, we're going to talk about jujitsu. I'm speaking like a robot. Let's try that again. Jumbo, my friends, and welcome to What the Foss. This is episode two, where today we talk about my tried and trained experience with jujitsu. Tried and Trained is a series that I do on YouTube, but I will also talk about in a bit more personal detail here on this podcast. So what Tried and Trained is, is it's me going out and trying multiple different kind of alternative sports and activities that I haven't ever gotten any experience in before, uh, getting my feedback from them based on how I feel and how I felt doing those sports or actions and then talking to you about how I would train for that activity if I was to do that sport full time or if I had a client, maybe like you, who wanted to try that alternative activity but didn't really know where to start or how to get stronger or better for that activity outside of working on the technique work. So, if you're already lost, it's okay. I'll reel you back in. We're talking about jujitsu and my experience with it and how I would weight train for it or train outside of doing the actual jujitsu practice. So, what is jujitsu? Well, jujitsu is an ancient uh, combat technique that was used in Japan. It's a combination of Japanese and Indian fighting techniques that was originally used on the battlefield. And I know what you're saying, Zo, you're already such a cold-hearted killer why would you need this extra technique? And to that I say, because if you watch that video or what I'm about to describe, I do not have that much experience in combat sports. Sure, I played rugby, but it's not the same thing by any means, which you'll figure out from this. Nowadays, it's just used as a self-defense type sport where it uses a lot of grappling, and submission type techniques versus more striking type actions you see in other martial arts or other combat sports. And going into it, I didn't really know anything about it. I kind of watched a couple videos and got the general idea, but I really wanted my experience to be when I actually got out there um, into the dojo that I went to. And thankfully, there was a place nearby where my friend James he had been experienced in this for a long time. And even his dad um, owned a uh, karate dojo. And so he's grown up with martial arts and wrestling and all different types of uh, combat sports all of his life. So I thought that he would be the perfect guy to give me a good introduction into what jujitsu is. So what happened was I went and again didn't know what I was doing and I got fully thrown in to the sport and there were some people who had done it maybe for a year and there were some people who had done it for like 15 or 20 years and I basically got time um, on the mat with all of them pretty much um, in a full range from those who had a year and those who had 20. 
And the most important part of that is that all of them had more experience than me, whether they were in there for a few days or more, they had more experience. So I got in there, um, I put my gi on, which is basically the suit that you wear when you do jujitsu. And we warmed up just a little bit, but it was kind of an open mat session. And I went in for this open mat session, not really nervous, just wanting to try to figure out what I could do and really see if I could kind of um, hold my own, if you will. Or um, I figured that, yeah, I'd be strong enough because of what I do for working out and my endurance might kick in from running so that that would help me out. And it did to a point, but there's still a couple things that I'll talk about. So for starters, what I learned from jujitsu is that it is such a technique sport that it just comes in time from doing actions over and over and getting things down. People would give me um, the steps that they would do to do these certain actions and to get in these certain positions and they were like 14 step processes to get to their final point. And just for me as a newbie to try to remember those all all at the same time while somebody is trying to put a chokehold on you was not um, obviously an ideal or comfortable situation. But I'm not doing this to have it be a comfortable situation. I'm doing it to get the full experience, to give more knowledge your way um, about maybe a beginner experience in some of these sports. So I went out there and basically they started off with not giving me any information and just saying, all right, you can't strike, uh, you can't throw anybody onto the ground, uh, we're just gonna do some ground techniques and go from there. And you just basically tap hands to go and you go for it. And you basically try not to get choked out or put in an arm bar or anything of the sort. And I thought I would be all right and I wasn't. I did not do uh, amazingly well. I kind of held my own at times, but uh, in the end, the funny thing was that I was scrambling and like um, just trying to do everything I could and just trying to be really quick with my movements. And the people who I went against, they looked like they were just walking in the park. They just kind of had a calm look on their face. They were just doing everything that they've practiced and they were just going through the motions that they had done over and over again. And their strength had kicked in pretty well and I thought mine would as well, but it ended up being that I just wasn't ready for it. The biggest bit was that when I got in certain positions, the people there were kind in the sense that they were able to help me and say, okay, you got into this position. You got into this position because um, you did this. And if you did this instead, you wouldn't be in this chokehold right now. Um, having to tap out and I went through that with beginners. I went through that with people who um, had done it for years and even the guy who ran the place and with all that um, I got a lot of great insight really fast and we did this for hours and hours and I have I've sweated before when I've done obviously sports and weightlifting and rugby and stuff like that but the stench and the sweat that I had coming off my body that day from basically grappling with 
20 other people on the ground um, for a few hours was wretched. And I can't really describe that too well. Um, but what I can say is that I definitely got a workout from it. And it's not something that you can do half-heartedly. It's something that when you're in there, uh, you have to either be in it or you're just going to keep getting submitted. And you have to have not only that physical endurance, but also that mental endurance. And some of this goes along with some of the strength and some other stuff that I'll get into here in a sec. But the day after, if we're moving on to that, the day after um, I had this jujitsu stuff, at first I was feeling good. Um, you know, I still had kind of like a run to do that day. I did that. I felt well. But the next day, I was incredibly sore in my neck, um, in my traps, uh, right just under my neck, if you're not familiar with some of the terms, and also a little bit around my hips and my hamstrings. Um, and I didn't really expect that as much. I expected a little bit, but um, I didn't expect it as much there, as well as my like forearms, because the whole bit is just about kind of like holding on um, with a tight grip to be able to try to keep somebody in a certain position while you move around to get a better position. From that, and from how I felt the day after, I realized some of the areas that I needed to work on. So, I basically had um, a lack of skills for the sport, and my hips, neck, and my grip strength um, were the bits that took a big toll, in my case. But, let's say that you might want to try jujitsu, but perhaps you don't feel confident enough for it, or you're like, oh, I can never do that. Just remember that everybody starts somewhere. So if you went in there tomorrow and you went into a dojo and told them it's your first time and you went to an open session, people would understand that you're a beginner and you're starting out. It's something where you have to make that choice, but once you get in there, there are a lot of people who want to see you succeed and want to see you learn from your actions and to get better at the art or the sport of jujitsu. So what if you're maybe in that case, or you know somebody who's in that case who you're like, you know what, I've always wanted to try jujitsu, but I've never known um, how to start or how I should work out for it or if I'm strong enough to do it. So. Getting into those points, I want to talk about how I would structure a workout for jujitsu, and perhaps it'll help you or help somebody you know who's training jujitsu currently. Again, if you do these, uh, take them at your own discretion. Please make sure to have somebody there supervising you, whether it's someone like me, a online fitness coach, or you have a coach that's there in person. I want to make sure that you uh, feel comfortable doing those movements and that you're supervised while doing it if you do not have that much experience in weightlifting or weight training in the past. So the areas of where I would focus on if I was thinking about um, a client that I had or myself doing jujitsu, some specific, wow, that was a trip up. Here we go. Some specific, there we go, areas that I would focus on would be areas of strength, um, areas of 
some muscular endurance, uh, especially in areas of like your grip strength and around your core, but also working on building up your legs while being quick enough and explosive enough to move around as you need to. The way I'm gonna break this down is I wanna break it down in a workout into more of like four sections or so. So the four sections will be mobility, compound lifts, core exercises, and isolated movements. Now, again, if you haven't heard those terms, don't worry. I'm gonna kind of give you a little quick crash course here on some of those, but mobility is basically flexibility through a certain range of motion. And these are drills where instead of holding a stretch, like if I told you to touch your toes, instead you would be consistently moving throughout um, these mobility exercises as opposed to what static stretching is where you're basically sitting still in a fixed position stretching a muscle. So mobility, what would I do for mobility? Well, the areas I saw that you needed to be nice and mobile at were areas around your neck because I felt a lot of soreness there because you're kind of getting your head tucked uh, each way. So I would make sure to keep your neck nice and mobile. I would keep your shoulders nice and mobile. And I would also work on a little bit in your hips and ankles. That would be kind of another big area. Um, so if it's neck, you wanna get just some solid neck rotations going nice and slow, working your way all the way around or just kind of making a half pipe motion from shoulder to shoulder. Uh, shoulders, I would really recommend looking up shoulder cars, C-A-R-S. I would also look into, if you're looking for the hips and the ankles, one of my favorite go-tos is getting what's known, I call them lean and rocks. Um, if you look onto my YouTube channel, uh, at the coaches O you know, or some other places on YouTube and you search lean and rock mobility exercises, you're gonna see it come up. And I would recommend doing that one nice and controlled on each side of your leg each side of your leg, each side of your body um, for the required reps, which I'll talk about in a bit. So those three I would use for kind of the main mobility moves. Compound, so when I talk about compound moves and compound lifts, compound basically means that you're using a lot of different joints or a lot of different muscle groups at the same time versus what isolation is where um, you're isolating one specific muscle. So like a compound exercise, for example, would be a squat because you use a lot of legs, but you also have to keep your upper body strong when you go through the move. An isolated exercise would be more of just like a bicep curl because you're only working your bicep. So compound lifts, what would I do for compound lifts? Well, I would focus on first starting out with maybe your more explosive exercises. So. By explosive exercises, I mean more like jump squats or split squat jumps uh, for the lower body. And for the upper body, I would work on kind of explosive press-ups, explosive push-ups, and um, dumbbell bench press. Now, barbell bench press, totally fine. You can sometimes load that up a bit more, get a nice push if you're not used to it. But I like dumbbell bench press for the shoulder stability it provides, and I feel like um, that shoulder stability would help you out in a lot of the movements and the rolls that you have to do on the ground when you're in jiu-jitsu. So that's why I'd recommend dumbbell bench versus barbell, the long barbell 
uh, bench press. They're both good. You can do whichever one you like, but these are just my recommendations. So those would be some of the explosive exercises. Again, I would keep those somewhere in the range of kind of like two to maybe six on those exercises at a time. Cause after you get too many explosive exercises going at a time, if you go more than six repetitions, it just starts to turn into muscular endurance and you're not really working that explosive, like quick snap, quick nature that we're wanting to try to uh, isolate in this case. So going from there, um, if you use jump squats, uh, split squat jumps, explosive press-ups, dumbbell bench, uh, doing that nice and explosive. Once you get past those, I would then go into maybe more of your deadlifts and um, you could, I mean, obviously get some good squats as well. Front squats, I think are great for this case because it's a lot of really having to stabilize in your core or around your abs. And just remember your core does not include just your abs. It also includes some areas around your hips and your glutes. Um, So if we're talking about uh, stabilizing around your core, it's both stabilizing around your hips or your pelvis, but also around your lower back and your spine, kind of near where your abs might be. Deadlifts, I'm a fan of RDLs or Romanian deadlifts. Uh, you could still work on deadlifts coming from the ground. For balance, I would work on single leg Romanian deadlifts. Um, it's a favorite one of mine. Anyone who trains with me usually gets into some variation of single leg deadlifts. And then I would focus on your split squats, not your split squat jumps, but just loaded split squats or start from body weight if you're not used to them. Then if we get more into um, Oh, before we move on from legs, Russian leans are a good one. Um, there's all different terms for it, but if you uh, research Russian leans, it should come up. Uh, from those, if we focus on kind of those isolating in the lower body, upper body would consist of more things like, uh, I would put in pull-ups and weighted pull-ups. Um, it could be chin-ups where your palms are away from you when you're holding a bar or wait, chin-ups, <laughs> palms facing towards you, or pull-ups where your palms are facing away from you. And I would get weighted versions of those as well as body weight, just depending on your level. Uh, then I would go into multiple different variations of push-ups. Um, I think there's a great exercise and there's all different ways you can kind of load them and change the angles. I would get push-ups um, in that case as well. You could still work on some heavier uh, dumbbell bench press and barbell bench press, things like that. Um, I would get also uh, barbell or dumbbell or kettlebell bent over rows. Um, I think, again, that's a good one to kind of stabilize around the spine and really focus on uh, holding everything, like holding those strong contractions in your muscles or basically keeping everything still while getting a nice uh, back exercise in there as well. Uh, From here, I would also go more into, I would go for your core exercises if we go on to that. So think a little bit more of some ab stuff, but again, core meaning your abs and around your hips. So for core exercises, 
One of the big things that I would put in there is doing some different crawling variation exercises. Now, a lot of people don't really use crawl variations or talk about crawl variations, but I think for a lot of martial arts, especially jujitsu, where it's more of a ground-based sport, I think crawl variations would be super important into just feeling more comfortable on the ground, um, moving around in that way. You can look up beast crawls, bear crawls, um, things of that nature. If you Google those, you'll find those. And uh, basically going at those for time or for distance. Uh, from there, I would work on a couple different plank variations, mainly focusing on some variations of uh, side plank. And I would also work on um, isolating doing a hollow body hold, which is for the entire kind of like front part of your body, but focusing on again, really uh, grounding your back into the ground, grounding your back into the ground, but getting your back to be nice and flat on the floor, um, all while keeping your abs nice and tight, lifting uh, your straight legs and straight arms off the ground. But again, there's multiple variations that you can look up um, at your own time. More for ab flexion, I would really recommend variations of hanging leg raises and hanging knee raises because while they would still work your abs in some areas around your hip flexors, I think it's also good for your overall grip strength um, because like I talked about before, forearms might've got a little bit fatigued on me. So I would definitely put those in there for somebody's workout. So the final little bit I would get into would probably be more of the isolation type exercises. These would be more areas around, um, I'm gonna focus in on kind of two specific areas. Uh, one would be around your ankles, and the other one I would focus in a bit more on um, the outsides of the shoulders. So for the ankles, I would actually work on what's known as tibia curls. So tibia curls, not really as common of an exercise, um, not as fatiguing of an exercise sometimes, but if you get the right weight or resistance, it can be. Uh, look up tibia curls, you'll find some good stuff there. And also for the shoulders, um, you gotta be a fan of uh, just dumbbell lateral raises, um, especially for this sport, for the main reason being just to really, again, work on stabilizing outside of the shoulder and just keeping that entire shoulder cap nice and strong. Um, but also kind of nice and mobile, whatever range it gets into, just so um, if someone tries to pin you from whatever angle that might be and they try to do something that's more of an arm bar, that um, you can keep everything strong around that shoulder joint so that nothing goes wrong or nothing gets injured possibly as quickly. Some people might ask uh, why I wouldn't program uh, overhead press type variations. You can you can do those, you're more than welcome to. I like a neutral shoulder overhead press uh, just cause it kind of keeps the shoulder joint in a nice angle where it's not really pinched um, right around your collarbone or on your back. But I usually don't program them cause I believe you can get a lot more um, out of your shoulders and not have any weird pinching um, stuff going on when you do different variations of push-ups um, and rows and some lateral raises. I feel like you're already working all those angles without, without having to do any um, super dangerous press 
on your own overhead or um, to, yeah, basically so you don't have to do any dangerous press overhead. Now, to wrap all those up, again, I know that's a lot. Uh, you're more than welcome to kind of go back through and check some of these out. But I'll give you that quick rundown of those. Mobility, focusing on neck rolls, lean and rocks, um, and shoulder cars. For compound exercises, I would focus on uh, deadlifts, front squats, uh, pull-ups and chin-ups, bent over rows, and maybe some dumbbell bench press, things like that. Core exercises, um, hanging leg and knee raises, uh, different types of animal crawl variations, and hollow body holds. For isolation, focusing on uh, lateral raise variations, as well as uh, protecting your ankles and shins with tibia curls. So to conclude, this is what I would give for a client for jujitsu, some variation of this. I haven't included anything cardio-wise. Um, I think there's a bunch of different variations that might work well for this. Obviously, some good running stuff I think would come into play for that overall cardiovascular endurance. Um, but I think rowing is another great option if you want to stick to a machine in a gym. I would use some rowing variations in there as well. Focusing on some types of interval training along with maybe some longer endurance bouts or efforts on the rower. Jiu-Jitsu is not an easy sport. It's not something you can just go in and immediately be an expert at. I learned that um, in a quick crash course. Obviously, I did not learn everything about the sport, but I learned a lot about it in a short amount of time. And I can tell you that the people who do it, they're committed to it, and they work on the techniques and there's tough days, there's good days, there's not so good days, but they get better each day that they're in there. And I think if the timing was right and I wasn't working on my running goals already, I could see that being a good sport to really keep me in shape and to keep me on my toes and always improve from it and a sport that uh, would kind of keep itself being pretty exciting. If you're ever curious about trying this sport yourself, I highly encourage you to just try it. Just go there for an open session sometime and let them know that you're new and just give it a shot because they're always looking to help you and they're always looking for new people to learn um, the art or the discipline of jujitsu. So again, I thank you for your time. I highly recommend you check out www.fossmovementtraining.com where you can connect with me and also see some of my other social media channels where I also have a video on me trying this jujitsu in case you're interested in that. If you have any questions about any of the stuff that you've seen today, I would suggest you go to that site. And otherwise, I will see you on the next episode Continue to try, continue to train, and I look forward to seeing how you continue to explore your movement.